Matt and Scott here. Welcome to season 2020 of the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. We're excited to be back recording after a bit of a break over Christmas and hope you are still listening. We have invested in some equipment to make the podcast even better. But before we get into episode one for 2020, Scott, how was your New Year Christmas period? Yeah, it was uh, very nice, quite busy. Uh, enjoyed the little bit off. Um, now just ready for some footy. That's pretty much it now. We've gone past the New Year period Australia Day. Let's get into the football. Is that what's next? Well, yeah. Well, the Super League started yesterday our time at time of recording. So I'm partway mm. through the first game of, of Warrington versus Wigan. Have you seen it yet? Oh, I saw a little bit of a highlight, but I haven't seen... I don't know who wins or not, so... No, I'm about the 60th minute, but you should watch it on uh, on your sports app because it's it's got everything. Anyway. Well, how, how was your Christmas before we jump into it in the New Year period, before we jump into the episode? Yeah, it was nice. Very busy. Uh, my line of work is very busy during that period, so busy as always. But uh, it was quite nice. But... uh Podcast a bit different this year, Scotty? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, exciting different. It should be some fun and it'll be much, uh, much more fun and much more enjoyable, I reckon, when the uh, season starts as well. Much yeah, we dive into and deep into. We've put an effort into fixing some audio problems that we've had. Uh, we've slightly changed the, uh, the way it's going to be, uh, spoken about as well. Anyway, let's get straight into what's happening in Melbourne. Josh Jackson becomes a Bulldog for life after signing a deal that will see him at the club until the end of the 2023 season. Quite an early Bulldog uh, birthday, uh, Christmas present for the uh, Bulldogs fans. Yeah, it was when it was announced. Uh, the Bulldogs and Canterbury's Leagues Club donate $50,000 to the Bushfire Relief. And what a terrible uh, episode that's been over the offseason. Mm. Not just that, the Bulldogs will use one of their trial games against the Canberra Raiders to raise some more money for the bushfire-affected areas in country New South Wales. Yeah, and Corey, how are we are, Naira donates uh, a signed jersey for a uh, bushfire victim as well. It's great to see the club uh, doing so much for the the tragic events. DDH1 Drilling becomes the front sponsor of the Bulldogs' Nines jerseys. Uh, they will join the Bulldogs in their list of sponsors for this year, and they will be focusing on the Nines, the, uh, Be- the Perth-based company who's joined the club. That's, uh, that's really good, and it shows the, um, the benefits of playing in, in Perth, doesn't it? How good's that? Hopefully a new major sponsor announced soon. Uh, but continuing on, Adam Elliott, Corey Harrier, Lara, and Dallin watelli Zelaziak have been selected in the annual NRL All-Stars game. Congratulations, boys. And a day you need to mark on the calendar. It's a day that everyone needs to be there. Members' Day at Belmore Sports Ground on the 8th of February. A nice early one. Get to meet the boys. Make sure you mark your calendar for that one. Yeah, I'm quite annoyed. I'm at work that day, so they pick a day I'm at work every year. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> Uh, the Bulldogs uh, have called for changes to the way a salary cap is administered after um, Bulldogs getting the full $350,000 uh, dispensation after the injury of Kieran Foran. Uh, the Bulldogs, obviously, for Andrew Hill, are arguing that uh, you should be able to get a lot more off the cap under the current rules. That's the way it is. Josh Jackson fractures his nose at a training drill 
which uh, he should be back in training within a week after having surgery with non-contact training, but definitely uh, more than likely rule him out of the nines, but hopefully he'll be all good for the start of the season. Yeah, so Corey Harawir-Lyra has also got a, a syndesmosis injury, and he'll be out for about 10 weeks. That's correct, you're Raymond Patelamano. Yes, I've got the wrong script here. <laughs> it's Raymond, Raymond Patelamano. Corey's had a hard um, set. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are gone. Uh, no, early mistake here. Still uh, blowing out the cobwebs. Okay, tragic news hit Belmore throughout the offseason. Uh, Jersey flag player Ziggy Vincent uh, taking his own life. Uh, horrible, horrible situation, that. Yeah, very horrible. I just want to uh, use this opportunity to make sure um, you go out. It's an eight-week to speak, especially for some of the young males out there. Um and if you don't know where to turn, please give Lifeline a buzz on thirteen eleven fourteen. Always someone there to have a chat with and vent and whatever it may be. Whatever your issues are, just get out there and talk about it. All right, before moving on, you've got an update on the Bulldogs membership numbers. Yeah, so uh, a poor start compared. Uh, the Bulldogs are sitting around the 13th mark on the, the ladder, which is very unusual for us. Bulldogs are usually the top Sydney club. But well, it's only pretty poor because having only 13 clubs release numbers. Yeah, I tried to sugarcoat it a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for just dumping it in a pile of crap. Uh, so we're holding the wooden spoon? Yeah, we've got the wooden spoon, Sharks, I think Broncos. I think maybe the Titans are the only three teams. I know there's three teams. Anyway, uh, they're sitting at 9,519 members, so almost at 10,000. Hopefully we can get over the 10,000 before the nine start. That's a little goal that I've set myself. Pretty but, dismal uh, effort, seeming we're a club that should be pushing towards the 20,000 every year, in my opinion, but obviously, oh, I, I wonder if the fact that we're playing at Bank West this year has become an issue for some members out there. I think possibly it comes to the fact of just three, uh, I think, a couple of poor seasons in a row. Uh, I think there has been very little marketing, but uh, yeah, and possibly the Bank West, maybe a bit of wins will solve a few things, I reckon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, anything you want to talk about in more depth through uh, what's happened at Belmore in the off-season? Well, I just want to highlight the uh, generosity of the bushfires, I think. The club is only 50000 with the league's club. I think that's quite generous. Um, you've seen it all over the news. I don't think we don't need to remind people what's happened in New South Wales and uh, Victoria in particular, and maybe even Canberra. Uh, they've donated money. They're looking to donate uh They've donated money. They're looking to use a trial match to raise some more money. The NRL season one, round one for this season, is a thing. You've seen Corey Harry and Naira go the extra effort to donate stuff to the bushfires. Uh, even we didn't mention it, Dan Ockenbaugh even donated a jersey for the fires as well. Um, I think they're very nice feeling that they're really nice and should be really tapped on the back. They deserve a lot of credit, and I think they deserve, deserve more. That's very the generosity has been amazing across Australia, and I think the uh, the Bulldogs have, I think, almost led the way in the NRL in terms of things from club-wise. Yeah, the, the amount of donations from the Rugby League family towards a number of causes over the off-season has definitely been something to be proud of. We'll get into a little bit more of that later in Rugby League world, but that wraps up what's happening at Belmore. Hey, Matthew, you know, I think it would be a bit of fun for this episode, being the first one of 2020. What's that? 
I think, and we look back on this, our team of the decade. I've came up with 17 players that played in between 2010 and 2019. I've came up with my best 17. Uh, I believe right. I've done the same thing as well. I reckon we should share it. I've done something quite similar because I thought that uh, thought you might want to do something like this for episode one, but I think we'll go through your entire team and then we'll go through what I've got because I've done uh, it slightly different as well. Oh, exciting. Okay, so my team of the decade, I just want to make sure to let everyone know it was based on performance. I think maybe a little bit of bias to some players, but it's based on performance and no off-field things have taken into consideration. So just Best. Oh, okay. Like, so everyone knows it's just nice and clear that no off-field things have come into consideration. It's just what you've done on the field. So everyone knows what the fullback's going to be then, I guess. Yeah, well, I had to start with that before. Thing. So my fullback is Ben Barber, uh, freakish of talent. Uh, I think it's too hard not to pick him. The wingers are Brett Morris and Sam Perrett. Uh, centers are Josh Morris and Chris and Inu. I've got five uh, eight Josh Reynolds, halfback Trent Hodkinson. Uh, the props are Aiden Tolman and James Graham. Hooker Michael Innes. Second row is uh, Frank Pritchard and Josh Jackson. Locking the scrum is David Stagg. My interchange bench, and I think this is quite an impressive interchange bench, is Greg Eastwood, Sam Cassiano, David Clemmer, and Dean Hallitow. It's a big, big bench when the smallest player is Hallitow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By quite a margin there, too. Um, pretty decent squad there, Scott. I think that my most controversial one on performance would be Chris Aninu, but I just like him. I think he'd, I think he'd be uh, fitting well in that, that side. As well, we we did have player. we did have one listener last year take exception to us naming Frank Pritchard anywhere near the top of the second rowers of all time. So who knows? We might get another upset message about Frank Pritchard being named in the the team of the decade. But I think he deserves to be there. Oh, he has to be surely. I reckon Chris Nunu would be the most controversial one. So I reckon someone would go, "What about Will Hopewadi?" And I was tossing out Will Hopewadi, but I thought maybe better fit. I don't know. In a more of an attacking style, I see it more of an encouraging attacking style. I think Chris Lanier fits that bill, and that's why I just went, I favoured him. Yeah, he probably hasn't, uh, hasn't played like very long throughout those decades, many, many years throughout those years as well, compared to some of the other players on that list. Mm. So, that would be probably another Talking negative view of that, but that's what you've gone with, so it's your team of the decade, and, um, that's what you've come up with. So I've done mine a bit different, Scott. What I've done is my team of the decade is just in positional. So it's, it's not a 1 to 17, it's just the positions on the field. So I've only got, uh, uh, nine, nine players for my team of the decade. Interesting. This is interesting. So, yeah, not, I haven't, I haven't oh. named it as a team to run out onto the field. I've just named the best Player in each position. Each position. Yes, yeah, I've got you. I've got you now. I've got you. I've got you. Yeah, I, I can see the look on your face. I can see the look on your face there. It's a bit of a sheer terror. God, what is happening here? I was going to say, my team will beat you with 13 players on the field. We'll have the well, other depends, depends which nine I choose. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe it's the team we're taking to uh, the NRL Lions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine, seven, a decade. Anyway, so in just positionals, I've got fullback Ben Barber, uh, the winger of the decade, Brett Morris, centre of the decade, Josh Morris, 5A for the decade, Josh Reynolds, halfback of the decade, Trent Hodkinson, 
Prop of the Decade, James Graham. Hooker of the Decade, Michael Ellis. Second rower of the Decade, Josh Jackson. And um, for lock, I've gone with Greg Eastwood. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just going to pick up something for a second. Go ahead. And I want to see how you came up with the conclusion that James Graham is the prop of the decade when he didn't make your top five and Adam Tolman did. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> what top five? Of all time, and Tolman's played this decade only for the Bulldogs. He's only been from 2011 to now. You said in his eight years at the club, nine seasons, that you said that he is worthy of being the top five prop, but the person who didn't make the list, who came six, I think you said in your list, or seven, is better than him for the decade. I don't know how that... I've obviously had a change of heart with the, uh, new, with the new decade rolling in over the off-season and uh, reassessed oh, well, that decision. And James Graham is now above Aidan Tolman. Uh, but when I was sitting down to put this team through, I just thought of um, who was like the... When you think about back to the decade, who was the most predominant forward or front rower that we had? Uh, I think you can't argue that James Graham, not just uh, his ability on the field, but his personality, his leadership came into this decision as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Where Tolman's a leader by actions, and Graham is a leader by actions, but he he's also has a few words as well. So I oh. sort of used that into consideration on this instance. Does Mitch Brown know that? Sorry? Doesn't Mitch Brown know that? Like, <laughs> oh, dearie dear. All righty. So uh, that's the that's what we've come up with for our team of the decade or positions of the decade. Uh, feel free to reach out and tell us where we've gone wrong or where we've gone right. <laughs> <laughs> feel like we're wrong more than we're right, uh, or at least the, the only people that, at least the only people that reach out are the people that think we're wrong. Alrighty, uh, the first rugby league world for 2020. Let's jump straight into it. Uh, unfortunately, Rob Burrow was diagnosed with motor neuron disease in the offseason. He's only mm. age 37. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, there's been an outpour of support from the rugby league world, I believe. Just in, within a couple of days of it being announced to the public, the English rugby league fans had raised £100,000 uh, for Rob Burrow's treatment and to look after his family. Uh, obviously, a lot more has been donated since then as well. Uh, and he had the, the testimonial match uh, at Headingley against Bradford Bulls, which was a complete sellout and the crowd full with uh, UK celebrities. Great event it was, uh, but terrible, terrible disease. Mm. So he said, like, Rob Burrow is a well-known, and being a rugby league fan, even not knowing much about the Super League, Rob Burrow is a known name, playing a long, long career in the Super League, over 400 games. Yep. And he's, uh, he's the Super League version of Alfie Lager. Yeah. Or the English, English version of Alfie Lager, unfortunately. Uh, there was a big, big name move uh, in the off-season as well, Scotty. Yeah, uh... Patrell Mitchell, after weeks and weeks of where will he will end, finally ended up in Souths. No great surprise there. That's the only place I thought he would end up with. 
No, but thank goodness. Like, you heard the Tiger story, you heard our South, uh, French rugby at one stage, the Bulldogs at one stage, and I think Newcastle and Parramatta even. It's just goodness that the, the story's over and he can just go back to playing football and uh, we can just hear about his football ability and sort of where he'll end up to be. Former Bulldog Josh Reynolds has been charged with uh, domestic violence and a video surfaced last week, I believe it was, or this current week leading up to this recording of an altercation between him and his, I'm going to say, ex-partner now. Is that fair to say? I think it would be. I don't think you lay charges and still want to be with someone like that. But um, <laughs> it's an interesting one because he hasn't, there's been no stood, stood down. He hasn't been stood down as yet. And uh, it looks like he can be available round one and in the nines because uh, apparently a jail case, if it holds more than 11 years, it's instant being stood down. He's only faced, if guilty of everything, he's facing, I think, five, only five years. But uh, the video, I think, what was what they was trying to achieve and what it did achieve at the end of the day, didn't I don't think it hit what his ex-partner wanted to do. Um, no, it did gain a lot of support for Josh. He did, didn't it? Yeah, um, a lot of support for Josh. Uh, we, again, the video only cutting half the story, so we can't really judge, I think, what Josh Reynolds has done. I mean, it's not a nice thing, never nice to... But we don't know what led up and what was the build-up to the whole story. So, Yeah, we'll just preface that by saying that if he has done something wrong, then hopefully the the full force of the law will come down on him. But at this stage, I think the general consensus is it's looking a bit dodgy, should we say, this accusation. Uh, not that we want to minimise domestic violence. That's obviously a huge problem throughout the world. Um, yeah. Moving on, SBW is back in rugby league with the Toronto Wolfpack. Uh, what a splash that's made in the Super League. Worldwide news. I think it was uh, back page news, front page news in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the UK. Mm, big, big news. and uh, Oh, in uh, the USA, sorry. And making, oh, sorry, and making um, a great marketing thing for uh, Toronto Wolfpack having someone of his stature. However, he won't wear the major sponsor. Oh, he's just, he'll have it covered up. It's it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Because normally, um, whenever I hear this, my f- initial reaction is, if you're a part of the team or part of the competition, you wear the jersey without modification, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a bit a bit different. Um, well, first of all, there's lots of Muslim soccer players and cricket players that currently play professionally and don't wear certain sponsors' logos on their jerseys because of religious beliefs. So it's nothing new. Um, But the interesting thing with this one is that Toronto Wolfpack don't actually get any funding from the RFL or Super League. So the TV deals, the sponsorships that the Super League and the RFL get, Toronto get no funding from that. So whether Toronto need to wear the Betfred logo at all becomes a question because obviously Betfred pays the Super League to be on the jerseys and they're not paying for that jersey anyway. It's interesting. I didn't, wasn't fully aware of that, but interesting that, that it, I'll, I'll encourage all players to boycott. For that reason, alone, <laughs> not um... I think that's just turned your opinion around a little bit, has it? Yeah, well, I just, I'm someone who thinks if you're playing a team sport and if a sponsor, especially a sponsor that's paying that sport, <laughs> 
I think you take the good with the bad. That just because you're wearing a sponsor, I don't think it means you're a direct endorsement to it. With yeah, um, there's I'm sure there's players in certain football teams who don't drink alcohol. They might have an alcohol sponsor, not necessarily on the jersey, but the game they sponsor or something. Or they might have a a team, uh, maybe a player who's a vegan. That that is a bit different. It's a bit different saying that I don't drink that product or use that product. I don't want to use that product, and having a religious opinion on the concept of that type of company advertising or being associated to you. I just think um, if you're gonna, in general, play the sport, I think you gotta take the good with it. Like, if, especially if they're paying. But if you're happy to take the paycheck, you should be happy to wear that sponsor if they're paying the big dollars. However, like you said, they're not paying any money to the uh, to the Toronto team, so I encourage all players to boycott. Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just finish that topic with saying um, I see both sides of the of the argument there, but uh, I do respect people standing up for their own personal views and beliefs, and. Um, going about it how they will, which kind of leads us into the next one, Scotty. Israel Israel Falau is back in rugby league with the Catalan Dragons of the Super League on a one-year deal. Now, the most interesting part about this, I think, is it's a one-year deal, and he was currently in talks, well, he was reported to be in talks with the New York Rugby League bid team that enters the RFL system in 2021. Interesting. So, and then he signs a one-year deal with Catalan. So, will he be playing for New York in League One in 2021? I think you're the only one who says that's the interesting thing. <laughs> I'm the only person. <laughs> I think there's a number of interesting things, especially uh, his strong stance, uh, and also yep. the fact there's an LGBT round he'll be playing, or like the Wing and Warriors are having some sort of LGBT community round, or. LGBT plus, whatever they, uh, whatever it is now, we're playing a round against. Yes, I think rounds six. Wigan round Warriors. six against Wigan versus Catalans will be now a pride match. Um, pride match. That's the right. So that's the right word. I just make sure I didn't miss any of it. Yeah, for the LGBT plus <laughs> community. Um, that's just that's great marketing. I don't, I don't see it like people are saying, "Well done, Wigan for taking the moral high ground." I just see it as marketing, and that's purely what it is. Um, just out and out marketing. Wigan, I don't think as a club have any high ground to stand on after allowing Ben Flower, who uh, almost killed a man on the football field, to continue his career uh, in a Wigan jersey after serving a something like twenty-eight weeks suspension. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, but ben I, well, Ben Flower did end the career of Lance Ohio, and caused Lance Ohio concussion issues that he's, from last I heard, still dealing with. Gee, that's crazy. Yeah, but yes. The, so they don't really have a moral high ground to stand on there, Wigan. If we're going to debate if, if Israel Falau is allowed to come back, and um, are you happy with him back? Yeah, I'm excited to see him play. And why is that? Why are you happy with him back? Oh, he's, he's, a, he's an elite-level uh, athlete, um, and he's exciting to watch. So I, I'm, ha- I'm glad he's back and glad I get to see him play the best game in the world. And like I said earlier regarding Sonny Bill Williams, he's entitled Israel Folau, like Sonny Bill Williams, uh, both entitled to their uh, personal beliefs and uh, religions, and 
how they want to go about life. Um, I don't think that should prevent anyone making a living and looking after their family. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say this, that if someone like Israel Folau comes out and has the strong stance he has, yes, that's going to potentially impact where he can go with certain teams' views and values and how they want to sit. However, his views are his views. And um, if you're, he has done nothing illegally wrong, he's allowed to, he's just practicing his speech, his freedom of speech, which is, which everyone has. Uh, you can agree with him or not. However, Catalan Dragons, I've uh, seen that it's no issue to them when it comes to the sponsorship or anything. If they, they know the, they know what he's done. They're happy to have him on board. I think, if anything, it actually increases sponsorship and general interest around the Catalan team as well. But you know what well, it comes with? If you're signing him as a player, when you sign every player, you got, if they fit the culture, if they fit the values of the club as well, is something what comes to consideration. And that might impact his future, but if Carolina well, are happy to have him back, I'm happy to have him back. I'm happy to see him play because he's a freak of a football player. I, 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 I think that Catalan have put something in his contract stating that he can't do what he's done in the past again. And if he mm. does, they can tear up his contract. So um, I, don't think pers- I don't think they're like, super in agreement with what Israel oh, yeah. has done. But um, what I was going to get at is that in the, if you watch the Super League uh, launch uh, on that was uh, on Sky Sport in the UK uh, before the first game, there was a good point made about um, Israel Folau and that uh, you know you, there's there's no interview process for rugby league players, right? You they get signed off their talent, they don't come in have an interview and talk about what do you believe, like. Mm. If somebody, um, you know, wanted to kill all animals or something for whatever reason, if that was their personal belief, that would never come out because no one would ask a question. Yeah, I think, which was a nice thing for Cal, I was just saw in a statement when it made the news the other, other morning in Australia, was that they said they respect his right to have an opinion and they know his stance on his opinion on this matter and they don't want to change. So, uh, I think it's nice that we're in a bit of a society today where um, if you happen to have a slight disagreement on something, especially on social media, and you have a disagreement against the popularity or an opinion, you get slaughtered. You get made uh, uh, you get made an example of that. I think it's nice that even if the club, the club understands his values and un- like you know where it's coming from, but they can respect it, but also respectfully disagree. And I think that's what we're missing in today's society in general. Yeah, I think there was something in the RFL statement about it saying that um, while the RFL doesn't agree with his views, that uh, to be an inclusive sport, they would be inclusive of all. But um, That was my next slide. <laughs> all right, I think that wraps us up uh, for episode one of 2020. Uh, if there's anything you want to hear about on the podcast or want to see in the future, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, email, um, and all that all those links will be in the show notes below but until uh until next time we record goodbye